special ones to... The boys were eagerly picking the tiny red berries from the low-hanging branches of one of their favorite trees on the edge of the woods and stuffing them into their pants pockets. Suddenly, they felt a strong gust of wind, and right there in front of them stood Adventure Monster. They were so happy to see him that they dropped the berries in their hands and ran up to hug him. Hey, hey, good to see you boys, too, said Adventure Monster, smiling. We were afraid you were done visiting for the summer, said Oliver. It was still hot, but school had started, and fall was coming. Adventure Monster knew not to come during the week while school was in session. Well, guess it will be a little less often now that summer vacation's over. He shook his fur and sweat flew off in all directions. Some of it landed on the boys. They wiped it off, but they didn't really mind since their friend was with them again. Sure still is hot, though. Has it cooled down at Adventure Mountain, asked Spencer. Nah, not yet. It's still hot there, too. People around here call it the dog days, said Levi. Not sure why, though. We call it dragon season at Adventure Mountain, said Adventure Monster. Then he looked up curiously at the tree the boys had been under. He frowned. You're not picking those red berries, are you? Yeah, said Theo, stretching out his pockets and showing Adventure Monster how full of berries they were. We love this tree. Adventure Monster looked alarmed. Why are you putting them in your pockets? All of them seemed to stretch their pockets to the max with the hard red berries. Our moms keep asking us the same question, Knox replied. Adventure Monster waited for more explanation, but none was offered. He guessed maybe that's why their moms kept asking, too. You know they're dangerous, right? Oh, we know not to eat them, Theo assured him. Now, said Knox, looking a little guilty. I don't mean that, answered Adventure Monster. He was beginning to seem quite anxious. Theo snapped his pockets closed. Adventure Monster really seemed to not like the berries. Levi, sensing the same thing, dropped a handful of his berries onto the ground. No, cried Adventure Monster, diving down to the ground and scooping up as many of the berries as he could find. His long claws didn't help as the berries were very small. He stood up and threw the berries as far as he could, which for Adventure Monster was quite a long way. They went way over Mr. Washburn's house and seemed like they might launch into outer space. Adventure Monster dropped back onto the ground and used his claws to rake through the long, sparse grass until he was satisfied that he had found all the berries that Levi had dropped. He finally sighed, then sat down on the ground. The boys could see his heart still thumping inside his furry chest. Why did you do that? asked Levi. The boys were afraid Adventure Monster might be losing his mind. Adventure Monster looked around at the boys like they were the crazy ones. You mean you don't know what a fireberry tree does? Oliver frowned. It's not a fireberry tree. They call it a dogwood. Not sure why about that one either. Yeah, what's the deal with calling everything a dog, giggled Spencer. The other boys giggled too. They could call it a buttberry tree, offered Theo. Now the boys rolled on the ground laughing. Adventure Monster looked back up at the tree. Dogwood. It looks like a fireberry. Maybe the run of the litter, but definitely a fireberry. The boys shook their heads. They weren't sure what a runt was, or a litter either, unless he was talking about some kind of trash. It's our favorite tree, said Knox. 
Yeah, Levi agreed. It's covered in pretty pink flowers in the spring, and it has these cool red berries late in the summer. So you've picked these berries before, asked Adventure Monster. Since we were little, said Knox. And you haven't had any problems with them? What kind of problems, asked Theo. Adventure Monster shook his head, having a hard time understanding. Then he stood up. How about if we go to Adventure Mountain so I can show you? The boys all cheered and jumped up and down as Adventure Monster loaded them up on his back. Then, in a blur, they were gone. When they stopped, they could see Adventure Mountain nearby. But they were in a forest, not a dark one like on the evil wizard's island. This one had healthy-looking trees and sunlight filtering in through different openings between them. There were tiny flowers of all different colors growing at the bases of the trees, and huge butterflies, almost as big as squirrels, were flitting from one to another, gathering nectar. Wow, said Spencer, this is a pretty forest. It's not scary at all, said Knox. This is a very special wood, said Adventure Monster. It's where the Adventure Elves live. They keep everything clean and good. I bet the evil wizard would never come here, said Oliver. It just seemed like a nice place, the kind of place he would hate. Oh, he tried a time or two, laughed Adventure Monster. But I bet it'll be a long time before he tries again. Tell us the story, Levi begged. I will, answered Adventure Monster. But first, let me show you what I brought you here to show you. Can we meet the Adventure Elves, asked Oliver. One day soon. Adventure Monster answered as he led them through the woods toward a bright spot up ahead. They go north where it's cooler during the summer, but they'll be back during the fall. Maybe I can bring you to the Pumpkin Palooza in a few weeks. The boys all cheered. They didn't know what a Pumpkin Palooza was, but it sounded fun. They hadn't gone far when they noticed a big sunny spot up ahead. Oliver thought that it was kind of like the place where he had first met Adventure Monster, but it was different in one way. In the middle of the clearing was a tall, steep, grassy hill. And at the top, there was a huge, gnarly tree. It looked for all the world like an oversized dogwood. Where they came from, dogwoods were usually smaller trees. But all the boys noticed that it was full of bright red berries. The boys ran up the hill toward the tree, but Adventure Monster got there ahead of them. He put out his long, furry arms to stop them before they actually touched the tree. Hold on now, he said. I'm not sure about your tree, but I know for certain what this one is. Don't touch it. The boys frowned. Theo had even emptied some of the dogwood berries out of his pockets to make room for some of these new ones. Why can't we get some of the of the berries, Adventure Monster? He asked almost pitifully. Adventure Monster frowned, obviously sad at having to tell the boys no. He looked back at the tree and saw the wind blowing gently through the branches. Then he looked up at the sky and sniffed. He hurried the boys back down the hill and into the edge of the forest. It's about to happen, he whispered to the boys. We need to be somewhere safe. He, he looked up at several tall trees, finally picking one. He pushed on it with his big, strong arm, and it stood firm. This one, he said, more to himself than to the boys. Then, starting with Oliver, he picked them up and put them up on a solid branch over his head and told them to climb up just a few more branches. As each boy climbed up, he put another boy on the lowest branch. Finally, he squeezed Knox into the crook of his elbow and climbed up himself. 
He set Knox beside Levi, then pointed back to the top of the hill. Watch, was all he said, again in a whisper. The wind continued to blow the branches of the fireberry tree gently around, but the boys could tell that it was slowly getting stronger. The branches started to pop and snap as if they were going to break. Finally, a hard gust shook one of the branches harder than ever, and one small, lonely berry popped off of its branch and dropped like a bomb onto the ground beneath the tree. Then, very suddenly, the wind stopped. Keep watching, whispered Adventure Monster. The boys kept quiet and kept their eyes glued on the tree. They expected the wind to start up again or for something else dramatic to happen to the tree, but there was nothing until they thought they saw something happening on the ground. They squinted, trying to see what was going on. Finally, they saw what looked like a red shoot pop up about where the berry had fallen. The berries are seeds, whispered Adventure Monster. Magic seeds. Wow, whispered all the boys together as the shoot flipped over and up popped the head of a very, very small red dragon. The shoot had been its tail. It was no bigger than a cat where they came from, and it was looking around and sniffing. It was actually cute. It finally looked up into the tree, and the boys could see that it was narrowing its eyes in a scowl and they could hear its low growl coming from deep in its belly. It stood up, a little wobbly at first, but soon got its legs under it. Then it backed up toward the trunk of the tree and gave the tree two hard whacks with its spiny tail. On the second hit, more of the berries began to fall from the tree. It opened its mouth wide and caught all of the berries that were falling close by. Then it scampered all around the tree, licking up the berries that had made it to the ground and swallowing them. Then it turned directly toward Adventure Monster and the boys, almost like it had seen them, and burped loudly. The boys all snickered, but held their hands over their mouths to keep from making too much noise. The dragon apparently hadn't noticed. He backed up to the tree and whacked it again with his tail. More berries fell, and he quickly devoured them all. He backed to the tree and swung again with his tail. This time, the spikes caught in the trunk. He shook his tail several times, trying to get it loose. It was stuck, but every time he shook it, more berries would fall. He stretched his neck to eat as many as he could, but most of them were out of his reach. There was a look of panic in his eyes. He tried to free himself from the tree, but the boys began to notice something. He was growing. What's going on? Oliver asked, alarmed, along with his brother and cousins, at how quickly the dragon was getting bigger. He doesn't want there to be any other dragons being born, Adventure Monster whispered loud enough for only the boys to hear. He's eating the berries before they take root like he did. The more he eats, the bigger he'll get. Medium-sized fire dragons don't last too long, since they're even mean to each other. The dragon roared, and as he did, his breath shook the trees all around them, even the one they were hiding in. They grabbed the closest branches and held on until the roaring stopped. Finally, he managed to get his tail spikes out of the tree, but that made even more berries fall. It was almost comical watching him rush around, scooping up all the berries he could find. A couple of them did actually sprout into tiny dragons, but he ate those up too before they could figure out where or what they were. 
Any thought of laughing disappeared, though, as the dragon suddenly became huge, growing almost as large as the fireberry tree. He bumped the truck with his trunk with his butt two more times and quickly scooped up the few berries that were left to fall. Then he stretched out his great red and silver wings and began flapping them slowly in the direction of the fireberry tree. The wind from his wings was enough to blow off most of the leaves. As he rose up into the air and hovered above the tree, the fireberry looked like a lonely dead tree in the middle of winter. The dragon rose high above the tree, then stretched his neck down toward its top. He breathed in deeply and suddenly shot a hot searing flame into its branches. First, the smaller branches caught fire, then the larger ones ignited as well. Within minutes, the fire had spread to the trunk, and the entire tree was a giant ball of fire, crackling and squealing as its wood burned. When only a skinny burning pole was left where the great tree had been, the dragon looked satisfied, and with a mighty roar that shook all of the trees nearby, he flew off away from the boys, shooting out flames every now and again just to celebrate his newfound ability. Adventure Monster had the boys wait a few more minutes just to make sure he was gone. Then he climbed down and set Knox down. He reached up and helped all of the other boys down as well. They marched silently up the steep hill and toward the still smoldering ashes that had been the giant fireberry tree. Why did he do all that? asked Levi. Red dragons don't want any rivals, answered Adventure Monster. He'll go find a pack of fire dragons to join, and he'll have to fight the chief or one of his strongest warriors to be accepted in. He didn't want to waste his strength fighting other newborns like himself. So he burned the tree to make sure there won't be any more red dragons after him, asked Oliver. Adventure Monster smiled a little. That was his plan. It's part of their evil nature to try to get rid of anything they think is a threat. But fire dragons aren't always as smart as they think they are. But how can there be more red dragons if he burned down the fireberry tree, asked Theo. Well, first of all, there are a few more fireberry trees around, answered Adventure Monster. And some red dragons are born the regular way, from eggs. But it doesn't happen as often as it could because red dragons are mean and try to break each other's eggs when they can find them. But there's another reason, and it's the funniest reason of them all. What's the funny reason, asked Spencer. He was already smiling. Adventure Monster leaned down and looked the boys directly in their faces. He grinned. It's also the reason there are other fireberry trees in different places. He doesn't realize that some of those seeds he ate will come become fireberry trees once he poops them out. All the boys laughed and laughed. When they'd stopped laughing, Knox gave Adventure Monster a very serious look. But why do they become fireberry trees and not other dragons? asked Knox. We think it's because they have to take root in the ground really quickly after they fall from the tree. At least that's the good wizard's theory. Tell you what. Let's all look around and make sure he didn't miss any of the berries. No need to have any more fire dragons around than we need to. Just then, Theo squealed. Everyone turned around to see a baby dragon curling its tail around Theo's legs and hugging them. Don't move, Theo yelled Spencer, running toward him, ready to pound that dragon. But Spencer held out his, uh, Theo held out his hand to stop him and then gently bent over and picked up the little red dragon. The dragon rubbed its face against Theo's cheek. She thinks I'm her mom, said Theo. Adventure Monster nodded. 
I believe she does at that, he replied. Everyone moved closer to Theo, making a circle around him. No one seemed sure what to do. They didn't want to let him get hurt. Theo, said Adventure Monster quietly, we'll have to do something with that dragon. Theo looked up at him, smiling. But when he saw the serious look on Adventure Monster's face, his smile turned upside down. What will we do with her, he asked, afraid he already knew the answer. Fire dragons aren't nice, said Adventure Monster. They hurt good creatures, just like they hurt each other. This dragon didn't seem to want to hurt Theo, but when Spencer took a step in his direction, she turned toward him and hissed, then shot smoke at him. But she's tiny, said Theo. She's not growing. She can't even do fire. Yet, he hung his head, knowing how crazy he sounded wanting to make a pet out of a fire dragon. Can we give her to the fruit dragons, asked Oliver. Can they help her like they're trying to help the hatchlings? The venture monster shook his head sadly. I've talked to them. They have their hands full with the hatchlings. I don't think they want to take on another dragon, especially a fire dragon. Everyone was quiet for a long moment. Then the boys all looked up to Adventure Monster at the same time. Could you keep her? asked Levi. Theo's face lit up with hope. And teacher? added Knox. Adventure Monster shook his head. No, boys, I don't know anything about raising fire dragons. They all took a step closer to their friend. Please, they begged. Please, please, added Theo, holding up the cute little dragon toward Adventure Monster. Adventure Monster frowned. Then he took the little dragon in his clawed hands. I don't even know what they eat, he complained. Fireberry seeds, Oliver laughed. Yeah, I don't think we want her eating those, Adventure Monster replied. The little dragon hissed at him, too. But she eventually put her tiny claws on his furry arm and climbed up onto his shoulder. She dug around for a little while in his fur, then settled in and went to sleep. Aw, the boys all cooed. Well, maybe I do have a cave I can put her in until we get her trained, Adventure Monster sighed, and I think the giants will help me. Yay, all the boys cheered, then grew quiet as the little dragon stirred, and Adventure Monster shushed them. Can't believe what I let you boys talk me into, he said, although he really didn't sound like he was complaining much. Is this what having friends is all about? He asked as he started walking back through the woods toward his mountain. Maybe I should just eat you guys after all. The boys all laughed as they followed Adventure Monster. None of them were really afraid of getting eaten. They were excited to go back to the mountain and see the tiny dragon's cave and help their friend to get her all set up with a new home. Hey, I'm glad we're not asking our parents to let us keep a fire dragon, Oliver whispered to Levi as they walked through the beautiful woods. Yeah, Levi whispered back, they think we were crazy. So do I, said Adventure Monster, laughing, and the Adventure Elves will too. Don't know how I'm going to explain this to them. The boys chuckled as they moved on toward the mountain. They were sure Adventure Monster could handle things with the elves, and they were excited about meeting them too and about Pumpkin Palooza. It seemed that the adventures never stopped when they were hanging around with the adventure monster. Hey, Mr. Monster!